Welcome to Jingle Jank, the show where we find offbeat and obscure Christmas music on YouTube and Bandcamp. I'm your host, Scott Newman. Joining me from his Christmas cove outside San Diego, California, is our illustrious co-host, Jay. How's it going, Jay? It's going really, really well, man. And I have to tell you, it is a balmy 93 degrees in my Christmas cove right now. That is the current temperature here in San Diego. So I shoveled snow this morning. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How much? A lot or like a dusting? It was only about an inch. It it wasn't worth breaking out the snowblower for it. Nuisance snow. It was. uh, But it was really, really pretty last night. So it was great. Jay, it's hard to be a Christmas podcaster in February. I thought it was hard in January, but turns out February is even harder. Yeah, it is difficult to be a Christmas podcaster in February for sure. And usually because like this is the time when you want to like Everybody kind of, it's like the the dead zone between, and actually we're right before, for our listeners' benefit, uh, time-wise, the Super Bowl is going to fall tomorrow. And I'm not a you know big NFL nut or anything, but it, on the calendar of life, it's sort of like at this point until spring, it's kind of a lull for a lot of people. There's not a lot going on. So we are like the dark side of the moon for Christmas, I think. Yeah, it's a little tough. So I thought what we would do today, instead of picking a theme, we would just bring on a friend and do another Who Sang It Better episode. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And spoiler alert, I have some very divisive feelings about these songs today. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. So why don't we bring in our guest? Joining us today is a friend of mine, Jay, from the Deck the Hallmark Facebook group. It's Shannon Dubose. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. We needed some fresh faces some fresh blood on the podcast here to lift our Christmas spirits. Do you think you can do that for us today? I think I can. And and you're mentioning snow before. I'm in Denver, not far from you, Scott. So yes. yeah, it, it actually kind of makes today feel a little more Christmassy with the snow outside. So yeah. perfect day to do this. So Shannon's about 15 miles away from me. We've never met in person, but we're online friends. Shannon is a very active member, as I mentioned, of the Deck the Hallmark group. So she's got Christmas running through her veins. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, she may, you may not resonate quite on the same frequency as I do on it. I mean, you're not actively running a Christmas music podcast or actually two of them throughout the year. But I have high hopes for you today. Yeah, I would say the fact that you're here is, um, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, it is a could be a could be a metric of uh, whether or not you've slipped to the other side, right? The, the no, I'm just going to owe her a favor after this one. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so Shannon, I asked you to bring three songs today, three of your favorites. If any of our listeners have not heard a Who Sang It Better episode, the way that it works is we ask the guest to bring some favorite songs of theirs that are not obscure. We're talking popular, mainstream, you hear them all the time at Christmas songs. Then Jay and I will pick offbeat or obscure versions of those, and our guest chooses who brought the better song. Now, better is a bit of a subjective or relative term. It could be that one was just more interesting or really brought something unique or that you just liked it. And that's totally up to you, Shannon. Does that work for you? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to, to give you my my uh, opinion for sure. <laughs> All right, Jay, before we get going today, this is the part where we would normally do housekeeping. But believe it or not, we don't have any housekeeping. Really? Nobody's emailed us. Nobody has tweeted at us. Nobody has sent us messages. I think people are asleep at the switch. So if you're out there, drop us a line. Just say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Dark side of the moon. That's where we are right now. For all we know, we're shouting into a canyon here and nobody's listening. Yeah, it's possible. That's for sure. But again, I think we're, we're in that spot where it's, uh, 
It's the lull, so we have to be the light for our people in the darkness in this time of, uh, of need. So I asked Shannon to bring three songs for us today, and the first one she brought is What Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. So I'm going to play a short clip because the copyright trolls have been out with a vengeance lately. Okay. I'm only going to keep it to about 30 seconds here, but I want to hear it. Then we'll talk about some history of it. We'll ask Shannon why she brought that song, and then we'll play our versions. Jay, sound good? Sounds good. All right, here's What Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. great song and i'm sure everybody's familiar with it shannon can you tell us what is it about this song that you like or why you chose it today yeah i i love this song so much it just makes me want to dance it's one of those songs that really gets me excited for christmas i don't know it's just a feel-good song that's why i chose it it really is I, i love stevie wonder i love the vibe of this song and i agree with you it makes you want to move jay i saw you kind of dancing there a little bit while we were playing the the track Yeah, this is definitely one of my get up and move Christmas songs. And uh, we're not going to cover all the different versions that have been done of this song over the years. And there are a number of them in the rotation of my playlist. And I love the way this song just gets you get you moving dude yeah a few notes on this song this song was first recorded by stevie wonder in 1967 on his album someday at christmas which is a great album the song was written by anna gordy gay george gordy and alan story and this song has been recorded by over 30 different artists including nick lachey CeeLo green hansen jessica simpson and vogue and more. And Jay, I think one of those is uh, your pick today. Yeah. I think I'll be nice and let you go first. Do you want to tell us what you brought today, Jay? For this pick? Yeah. I chose uh, Hanson uh, for my pick, this song. And the Stevie Wonder version of it is a fantastic and like iconic, obvious version of the song. However, I think the versions that have come since, several of them have improved upon or are, are better than the original. Ooh, shots have been fired on that one. Yeah. For the record, I don't think the Hanson one that we're going to hear is necessarily of that ilk. Okay. And obviously wouldn't fit the mark for the for Jingle Jank and, and what our normal uh, milieu is here. But the CeeLo Green version that came out probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago or sometime in the last five years, we'll say that has quickly become my favorite. But I chose Hanson. Why don't I play a clip of the Hanson song right. and then we'll talk about the history of it a little bit.
All right, that was What Christmas Means to Me by Hanson. This is from the 1997 album Snowed In. Hanson is an American pop rock band from Tulsa, Oklahoma, consisting of brothers Isaac, Taylor, and Zach Hanson. Their first album was released in 1997, and it sold 10 million copies. Jay, I didn't know it was that high. Yes. And their first Christmas album was released the same year. And their second Christmas album is called Finally It's Christmas. It was released in 2017, but it is a wholly different album because they're not little kids anymore. Yeah, and a lot has happened to them. They still perform as Hanson, I think, but uh, yeah. they've, they've come a long way. <laughs> now, what made you bring this version of the song? You talked about it a little bit beforehand, but expand on it a little bit. So I really, you know, I'm not like, I honestly can't say I know more than this song and Mbop from the Hanson catalog, but I feel like yeah. I know more about them as people than I do about their, their music and their song Mbop, which is how I know Hanson and how most people do and why they sold 10 million albums in 19. 19- 97 just is a very bubblegum saccharine everything is good you know kind of feeling song and it was at a time when if you're a gen xer like me you just were miserable about life and you know just at your we're peak our peak sardonic fomentation happened in that period of the mid 90s it was the first ironic hit let's put it that way like we listened to it because it was ironically saccharine and we were not so anyway that's why i like hansen and that's what turned me on to it and I've come to like them even though I kind of like hated the song at first that's why I chose this version I'm going to recognize my own bias here that I don't like Hanson and it's not fair I was really thinking hard about what is it because they're good musicians I have to admit that what I don't like is they got real popular in 1997 1998 that's the year that you and I graduated college so as I was going off to my first job and realizing that working for the man in a corporate environment kind of sucks, here's these little brats selling 10 million albums and not having to work. And I think that kind of drove me crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm letting go of that a bit. Their later stuff is, is actually pretty good, but I just don't love it. It was an interesting version of the song. Um, Shannon, you're younger than Jay and I are, so you probably have a bit of a thing for Hanson that, that would have missed us. Does that sound right? Well, yeah. So you guys are like... Old. Uh, yeah. You said 97, right? So I was about 12, 13 years old. Oh, yeah. You were prime for, for Hanson, weren't you? So it's funny. I actually made fun of Hanson. Okay. I loved this song. Like, I'm a huge fan of Christmas music. Okay. Especially pop Christmas music. And also, when I was growing up, I might regret saying this later, but I was the kid (laughs) who had, like, every totally hits or, like, now that's what I call music. And so I liked all the pop hits. Yeah. So I liked this one. (laughs) Hanson itself, my sister, who's four years younger than me, so that would make her, what, nine years old at the time, loved Hanson. And so she had the <laughs> Umbop album and she loved the song. And so really, I think her enthusiasm got me more excited about it. And she has seen them in concert, like, I don't know, two or three times. And and when they're older, oh, wow. like, since they've been older, she's seen them. And she says they're actually like really good like they're talented guys so yeah they do have talent absolutely i mean you know they're not i think as bubblegum as they used to be maybe but it is funny that you called it bubblegum pop. It, it, yeah. it was totally <laughs> this is their bubblegum yeah. period too uh-huh. they were young jay there was a video uh that i found when i was looking for this of them 
performing on a show in 1997 called Meet the Hansons. And I don't know how old they yeah. were, but it wasn't that old. If they were 13 or 14, I would have been surprised. Yeah, they, they definitely like matured and they're, I think they're very well respected as musicians and they came to be. And I think that was, everybody kind of thought them, you know, when you see a group like that, meet you know rise to um you know lightning in a bottle you kind of assume all the worst but they you know they've endured okay shannon can we play my pick yes okay fine all right wow i I feel like there might be some bias here jay (laughs) all right this is my version this is what christmas means to me by home free That was What Christmas Means to Me by Home Free. This song appeared on their 2020 album, Warmest Winter. Jay, we, we did a song by Home Free back in episode 28, Acapella Christmas Songs. Do you remember Home Free? I do not. Um, okay. And uh, interestingly enough, I, I like, you know, the, the name sounded, I guess, somewhat familiar, but I definitely do not uh, remember doing a song on the show. Okay. Well, Home Free is a five-member American country acapella group The group competed in and won the fourth season of The Sing-Off on NBC in 2013. And all the sounds that you heard are made by their mouth. It sounds like legit real percussion, and it's not. That's them doing it. I think they're really, really impressive. Yeah, amazing. Really, really amazing. What did you think of the song, Jay? Uh, you know, I liked it a lot, actually. Uh, and I, you know, I didn't remember having listened to these guys before. I, you know, I guess a little... It's not a country song. Um, no, but they have a country feel to them in everything they seem to do. Yeah, but honestly, you know, the brain grenade you just threw at me was the two-word term or genre we now know as acapella country, which I yeah. just is not. That's like something, that's like a fusion of two things that I, I hadn't heard of before. Well, there's there's uh, country rap, too. Yeah, that, I, that I'm kind of more big. familiar with. Yeah, but like that's, I mean, Little Nas X just did that kind of crossover with uh, What's yeah. His Bucket there, Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, anyway, th- that kind of like, that. that's a weird mix, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Cool. Shannon, what did you think of the song? You know, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I didn't plan on liking it that much, maybe because I was so partial to Hanson, but actually that was a really good version. And I, you know who Pentatonix is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like they're one of my favorites and they have great Christmas songs. Uh, So, and I actually think they, didn't they win the sing-off on NBC as well? They won something. I don't know what show it was. You might know much better than I would. I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
they're really good. Yeah, I, I obviously didn't pick them because that would be way too mainstream and on the nose. I, I, Home Free, they still have a lot of popularity and they have millions of YouTube followers, but not nearly as popular as Pentatonic. So I thought it was a safe pick to bring this one. Well, I really like acapella groups and ones that can do it really well. So I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm kind of partial to that song. I like it. So, Jay, let's get to the judging on this one. Shannon, are you ready to render a verdict of who sang it better? Yeah, I have a, I have a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, I don't even know where this is going at this point. So, actually, when I started, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely Hanson. I don't know. I You know, I actually think I'm voting for Scott because all right I, I as much as I love Hanson in that version you gave us something that kind of gave him some competition yeah it's a good song so it was a it was a very close one Jay uh, yeah. I didn't think I was when you sent me the link for Hanson I was like oh geez but it was actually pretty good yeah and I'm gonna have to give some of their more recent stuff a listen so thank you for warming me up to them again. Uh, or maybe, I guess for the first time, really. I can't say again because I, I always had this, I don't like them. I'm going to let that go. Yeah, fair this enough. Is, this is me maturing. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll give All it right. to you. Okay. The next song that Shannon brought today is The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. I'm going to play a clip. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos all right, Jay, I think many people would agree that is like one of the definitive Christmas songs. What do you think? Yeah, it is. You know, I will tell you, though, that this this is uh, one of the two of, of the two out of three songs. There's a, a slight irritation with this one for me always, which is why is it called the Christmas song? Why couldn't it just be Merry Christmas to you? Okay, well, maybe we'll get to that in the, uh, the history section. Shannon, what is it about this song that you like and why did you bring it today? You know, I think as a child growing up, it was the song that just made me feel so sentimental about Christmas. Mm. You hear this song and it just makes you feel like all the memories of past Christmases come flooding back. You know, you think about Christmas morning and Christmas day with your family. And then on Christmas, it's sort of like that song that makes you feel a little melancholy because Christmas is about to be over. But, you know, it's it's sort of all of the joy kind of wrapped up into it i love yep. it i i can hear the first few bars of it and it instantly puts a smile on my face and i'm just in the christmas mood when i when i hear those strings yeah and, and, and in fairness i i kind of lashed out the start this you are correct this song is dripping with christmas it is a classic that you know just makes you feel all, all uh, <clears throat> excuse me warm and fuzzy inside for sure so I found some really interesting information about this song that I did not know. I hope I blow your minds, too. Please. This particular version was recorded in 1961 by Nat King Cole. But this song was recorded by Cole four times. The first was in June of 1946, and it was under the name The Nat King Cole Trio. 
And that one did not have those strings that you hear at the beginning. It was recorded again in August of 1946, and that version is labeled with string choir. And it has the string choir, but it's not quite as full as the third version. That was recorded in 1953 with a full orchestra. And then the fourth version, that's this one, was recorded in 1961 in stereo. And the notes I found said this is considered the definitive version. Jay, did you know there were four versions of this? No, I did not. I didn't know the Nat King Cole trio was a thing before the sh- um, Shannon brought yeah. the song, I should say. Shannon, was that new information to you, or did you already know that? I'm not surprised by it. I, I don't know if it's new information or not. I, I But I, I do know, and I'm sure you're going to get to this, is that it's not just called the Christmas song. Yeah. Where's that in my notes here? It's commonly subtitled Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, but the original subtitle was Merry Christmas to You. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that listed anywhere, or if I have, I just don't remember it. I feel like I, I do remember that, but maybe not on this version, but I, I've definitely seen it. Like, I'm thinking, okay. I remember when I was a kid having like a cassette tape or a CD and having it listed out as, mm. in parentheses, Merry Christmas to you or chestnuts roasting on an open fire. So I've always known that it wasn't just the Christmas song. I had to go looking for the original version from 1946. Instead of the string choir, that part is done with just piano. Uh, the original version was not released until 1989 when it was accidentally included on a various artist compilation called Billboard Greatest Christmas Hits. So you can find it on YouTube, and it's it's interesting. You hear this version, and you just know this version. And then you hear that original one from 46, and you obviously know what the song is, but it just doesn't feel right when you hear it because you're so used to the full orchestra. Yeah. The song was written in 1945 by Robert Wells and Mel Torme. Jay, you know Mel Torme, The Velvet Fog. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> According to Torme, this song was written in July during a blistering hot summer in an effort to, quote, stay cool by thinking cool. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, I've, I've heard this before. This That part, I feel like I remember, like, uh, we, we, we might have talked about this in another show. It's happened on a bunch of songs okay. that, we, that we know. They, they tend to be written in the summer in California. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go first with my pick today, Jay, if that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) This is my version of the Christmas song. This is by an artist named Teddy Swims. Needs to be seen. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe can help to make the seasons bright. the Christmas song by Teddy Swims. Jay, what did you think? I like this guy very much. This uh, Teddy Swims is smooth. And, uh, you know, you were talking about the Velvet Fog. 
Teddy Swims has uh, done the Velvet Fog, I think, right by his version of this song. Yeah, we'll get into the history or the the notes about uh, Teddy Swims in a minute. Shannon, what did you think of the song? Oh, gosh. Um, To be honest, not my favorite version. It's a little too slow for me. Not a lot of variation. I think his voice is great. He almost kind of reminds me of like a John Legend or a Sam. What's his name? The Sam Smith? Yes, yes, yes. The one that's similar to John Legend in terms of tone and his yeah. songs are more slow yeah. and romantic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that there are John Legend and Sam Smith versions of this song, and I didn't pick them because they're too mainstream. Yeah, that's fair. And if you haven't seen the video of Teddy Swims, I would highly recommend you go check it out. And Shannon, you just hearing the song without seeing the video might have a influence on how you feel about it because you look at this guy and your expectations are completely shattered. Yeah. <laughs> a little information about this guy, Teddy Swims. Jayton Dimsdale, known by his moniker Teddy Swims, is an American singer and songwriter from Atlanta, Georgia. He got his start on YouTube in 2019 and has over 2 million followers. Swims is actually an acronym for someone who isn't me sometimes. And in 2021, he released the album A Very Teddy Christmas. This guy is like a larger than life. That's some next level. (laughs) He's larger than life. He's he's like a really big guy with this amazing voice. And the way he dresses is kind of flamboyant and really, really interesting. Jay, you were you were saying while we were uh, listening to it there that, you know, how is this guy obscure when he's this good? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Which is why I thought it was okay to bring him today, but yeah. I'm now kind of surprised that I've never heard of him. This guy is going places. Yeah, someone who isn't me. It's just that I'm a 20 plus years of corporate America has ruined me on acronyms to the point where like I actually appreciate a good acronym now. And that one is like, wow, I really like that. That's the- he has some of the most amazing covers on his YouTube channel. And I think that swims, that someone who isn't me sometimes is just kind of a way of saying that he's very transformative. He's his own person and he kind of becomes who he wants to be for whatever song he's singing. He's, he's amazing. All right, so why don't we play your pick, Jay? Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, let's go ahead and throw mine out here. This is Alicia Keys. So uh, I happen to like Alicia Keys very much, uh, her music. uh, And she's uh, hosted on The Voice, which was a show that comes on after Jeopardy, which is why I'll admit to having watched it before. But (laughs) Okay. I originally took issue with you picking Alicia Keys. Yes. But... I thought about it some more. I've never heard this particular version that we're about to play. I've never heard it on the radio. I've never heard it on Music Choice. I've never heard it on Sirius. So just because the artist is very famous doesn't mean that the song is. So why don't I play it and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Who helped to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow 
That was the Christmas song by Alicia Keys. Jay, you want to continue talking about why you brought this one? So I think, you know, in terms of versions of this song, while Alicia Keys is obviously a superstar, this version of this song, I I think I, I, I would... It would get. I would venture to say is obscure. It is uh, very yeah. not heard of, and she does something with uh, the song with the music that I like very much. That's very. I'm a big uh, Billy Joel fan, uh, and uh, so she, uh, she's a great pianist. And she, if you think of like you know guitar players, you can think of who are like you can give them a guitar and there's nothing they can't do with it. Like they you hand them a couch, they can play the guitar with a couch. You know, right, so, right. like. She can do that with a piano. Billy Joel can do that with a piano. There was kind yeah. of people that like I like. So I just like the fact that she can channel the music that way and use the piano as percussion. As I guess it is a percussion instrument. Tech. I'm not a musician. No, but. I know. What, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, it kind of annoyed me a little bit because it's got this um, like this pedal tone is going ding 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 yes, ding ding yes. ding ding. Yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> but it was a good version, and the more I listened to it the more it grew on me because I usually end up listening to these songs four or five times as I pull them down, save them from YouTube, edit it and everything. And and I liked it. Shannon, what do you think of this version? I actually really liked it. And the piano part that you guys didn't like, I really liked it. Okay. I like when there's sort of a surprise in a song like that, especially with the piano. The whole vibe of the song Mm -hmm. I felt was... Um, I mean, it's it's de- definitely different from the original, and I liked that. Like, I liked that it was its own thing, and I could sort of picture it over, like, a scene in a movie or, you know, yeah. something. Like, I still got that sentimental feeling, but in a different way. It felt cool, felt different, and I really liked it. Jay, you and I talk a lot about covers because we deal with a lot of covers on this show. Yeah. And I'm talking out of both sides of my head here because on one hand I'm saying, oh, I didn't like that piano part, but this was not a karaoke version no. of the Christmas song. She absolutely made it her own. Yeah. It's still recognizable from the original and she put her own personality in it. So just because it may not be what I like, it is a very, very good cover version. Yeah. And to be clear, I do like, I can see like the, the piano, like that kind of Plinking is not for everybody. I like it very much. I like that, like, she used the piano as, like, a sort of a... I, yeah, she used it as a percussion instrument. I right, see what you mean. Right, to set the yeah. beat, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I have some notes on Alicia Keys, and one of these absolutely gobsmacked me. So this single was released in 2019. Jay, do you know Alicia Keys' real name? No, I did not. No, what is it? It's Alicia Cook. Hmm, interesting. She's an American singer, songwriter, and actress... She is a 15-time Grammy Award winner, and she's a classically trained pianist. I knew she won some Grammys. I didn't know it was 15 of them. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know if Keys is a stage name, is a like a, a play on her pianist, I would have to imagine. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it is, and this is like, I'll just die myself out as being dumb. Like I was this moment old when I realized that. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a real name. I never would have I assumed didn't know either. it, but uh, yeah. She does not have a Christmas album. Interesting. Yeah. Her discography lists about seven, maybe eight albums. None of them are Christmas albums. So this was kind of a big deal for her fans that she released a Christmas song. Here's the fact that absolutely blew my mind. When she was age four, she appeared on The Cosby Show in the episode called Slumber Party, where Rudy has a a sleepover with all of her friends. 
Alicia Keys is one of the actresses there. I had no That's idea. That's crazy. Now, we obviously don't see the Cosby show much on TV anymore for reasons that we won't get into on this show. I am familiar yeah. with that episode. And I I mean, I wouldn't know what Alicia Keys looks like as a four-year-old. So Yeah, I don't know that I would have built. But, you know, she uh, honestly, she as she came out, as she rose to prominence, what I knew that she was a talented musician. She was very, all the accolades were, were there. But what actually caught my attention most about her was she made a very took a very public stance on appearance and wearing makeup and um and went very sort of counter industry and i can't speak to this with any level of uh of knowledge but it's worth pointing out to our listeners that that's another way that i think she differentiated herself in this industry is that she went away from being heavily made up and all this as like a try to mess to message to i think to young girls and to people that you don't have to you know so that's something worth taking a look at too i like that as a father of a girl who I, I hope can adopt that same philosophy. I yeah. think that's wonderful. I wish more artists would do that. Yeah, same. So she's something she's, uh, I, I can, you know, anybody who's can take a stand on a value like that is uh, admirable. All right. It's time for the judging of this one, Shannon. I, I, I hope you've had enough time. Oh yeah. I think I know which way this is going to go, but why don't you tell us who sang it better? Oh, definitely the Alicia Keys version. Um, I knew it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had to go with Jay. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Jay. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, it was just different, and and it had my interest. Where I think Teddy Swims might be a really good musician. I'm sure he's a great singer, but the song itself it was lacking, lacking something. So Alicia Keys kind of gave something a little different and it kept my attention. I totally agree with you on this one. I obviously picked Teddy Swims before Jay picked Alicia Keys. After I heard the Alicia Keys version, I knew that mine wasn't going to stand up to it, but I have to be on my honor not to go back and change my song. That would be disingenuous and it just wouldn't be right. So now, Jay, we're one and one for today. This is really exciting and it's all going to come down to our third song. Are you ready? I am. And I feel like Teddy Swims is kind of the gift that we all get. Like everybody kind of wins from this one because of that. So Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's true. All right. The last song that Shannon brought today is another popular one. Maybe not with you, Jay, but we will get into it. This is Somewhere in My Memory by the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. was somewhere in my memory by the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Now, before we get into things, just so you know, I didn't know this before looking it up. The Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square is formally known as the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. They changed their name in 2018, and that was news to me. So I was very confused, but we're all up to speed now. Jay, before you get into a rant about Home Alone, just specifically about this song, do you like it? 
Yeah, I do. I like this version. And, um, you know, once again, having nothing to do with the music, I watched this documentary about people selling stolen Mormon artifacts. And it was like this fascinating world of like Mormonism that I, and so the choir. How, how are you going to land this plane? Come on. <laughs> so I just like, I, it appeals to me. Like I have, this is how like things resonate. I'm like, it just, uh, it's got a little bit of that on me. So I liked, I liked this version of the song. I have strong feelings about the movie. Uh, so that's that's probably where uh, my bias. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. Shannon, what is it about this song that made you want to bring it today? Um, first of all, Jay, we might have to fight because Home Alone. Okay, fair is... enough. Wouldn't be the first time on the show. <laughs> well, so here's the thing: I do love this song. I love the one from the movie, and so when I was looking through, I was surprised you didn't bring the the original John Williams version. Well, uh, I tried. I think. So I don't know if I was, it doesn't matter. Anyways, when I found this version, it kind of had all those elements. It was very similar to the original yep. and had the the chorus. And actually the song itself uh, changes up a lot if you play it for longer in the 30 seconds. It doesn't give it like that full. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to find a slice of a song that represents the whole thing. Sure. So for me, Home Alone is Christmas. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was, let's see, what year did the movie come out? Like 92? 1990. 1990. Yeah, I was five years old. I just, when it came out, like I was, I probably, I don't know if I watched it when I was five, but I was definitely seven. I remember watching it and Macaulay Culkin, you know, he's a kid my age at that point, like when yeah. I'm watching it and, and it just, it resonated with me and so every single Christmas I have to watch the movie this year my husband and I we actually listened to the commentary with Macaulay Culkin and oh that's cool yeah and and the Chris I think uh Columbus I think the it doesn't matter he was the director yeah uh right the director and we um we listened to the commentary and it was like it's just my favorite thing so this song I know I'm I'm long-winded here, but the other thing is like one of my first solos in school. I used to be into acting and singing and we did plays, Christmas plays at my Catholic school and this was my first solo on stage that I had to sing. Wow. I actually got really sick the same day right before I was supposed to sing it and my mom was just like helping me like drink a bunch of tea like we gotta we gotta give you some soup and i went on stage still that night and i sang it uh, the show must go on as they say so it just has yeah yeah i've barfed at a band recital before so it's, it's all good <laughs> no this was this was more of like the throat but like oh okay we got we got it good so i was able to sing and um, so it has a lot of memories for yeah. me somewhere in my memory. It sounds like you feel about Home Alone like Jay and I feel about A Christmas Story or, or some of the older movies. Because I was probably five or six when I first saw A Christmas exactly. Story. Exactly, so, exactly. Um, this is from the 2021 album called Christmas Best. As I mentioned, the Tabernacle Choir was formerly known as the Mormon Tabernacle Choir until 2018. This song was written in 1990 by John Williams for the soundtrack to the movie Home Alone. And it's also 
considered the theme song of the movie. It plays at various parts in there, different pieces of it, and it's cut up. The original version of Somewhere in My Memory was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song and the Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media. So it's got a lot of provenance, Jay. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so I I, I don't know if if we can start to get into it or not, but I think that Shannon's point about is it great I would I would definitely agree that this is Home Alone as a universe of Christmas is great uh, and definitely it's you know for late 20th century contributions to the all time Christmas greats I think it, Home Alone is definitely uh, falls among those things and I kind of I kind of ironically hate on Home Alone because my wife loves it my kids love it you know it, it plays constantly here at Christmas time like if it's on and there's like you know Paramount or AMC or one of those channels like ran it basically constantly throughout the you know the holiday season and I probably saw it a thousand times this year uh, and then last night when uh, I didn't realize I picked the John I, I mean I realized I picked the John Williams version I didn't realize he wrote the song originally yeah yeah, I sent that one back to you and said, yeah. pick again. Yeah, and I was ta- you can't pick the original as the obscure version. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. And Jay, you're absolutely right. On the show Christmas morning that I do with Brian from Deck the Hallmark, we read the TV specials that are coming up that week. And during the Christmas season, every single day, Home Alone was listed multiple times. Yeah. And obviously there's Home Alone 2, 3... Uh, and I, just, I was actually sick of reading it. It became kind of a joke by the end. Like, okay, that's enough Home yeah. Alone. You're right. It just keeps playing on a loop. Yeah, I actually, as an actor, I love Catherine O'Hara. And uh, she is in a number. I made you watch Best in Show specifically. That was a good movie, yeah. <laughs> and Shit's Creek. I yeah. mean, she's amazing in Shit's Creek. Yeah, Shit's Creek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she's just so like, I don't know what the right word is, but it's so woven into the culture of Christmas that like it's everywhere. And it's like one of those things where it's like it, jokes about Home Alone show up and everything, you know, that kind of. Uh, so. All right. Let's get into our versions here. And yes. I'm going to go first because you brought a very, very unique version. Yes. That's very different from mine. Yours is a lot lighter. Mine's a lot heavier. And I don't want yours to get yeah. forgotten. Yes. So let me play mine first. This is from a band called Four Years Strong. That was Somewhere in My Memory by Four Years Strong. Jay, what did you think of it? 
I liked it very much. Uh, these guys uh, have a good sound. They're from uh, from good New England band from Worcester. From Worcester. So yeah, yeah, I like this very much, and I really like the name of the band. Four Years Strong, good name. You know, there's you know, we need more good band names like that. Now I brought this song today because. It was really unique. There were a lot of versions of Somewhere in My Memory, but they almost all sounded the same. It was all very choir, you know, karaoke versions of the original. This was so different, and it's by a pop punk band, and I, that surprised me. Yeah, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that because all the songs that we've done over all the episodes of Jingle Jank that we re- recorded, I probably had one of, if not the hardest time, finding a version of this song. They're I didn't didn't seem like there are very many of them out there. Uh, so anyway, I had a hard time finding something that wasn't too on the nose. I mean, obviously, I, I managed to get the original first, which was <laughs> yeah, a little too on the nose, right? Yeah, but uh, definitely, it didn't seem like there were a lot of versions of this. I don't know what. what no, I, I don't think I got to the second or third page of results or anything like that. We I didn't look on Bandcamp to be honest with you because okay. I found this one on YouTube and I said this is it. Yeah, Shannon, what did you think? I mean, it's. It's different. I, it's so it's, I can't like I do like punk, pop punk, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of like my college years. <laughs> That's when I would. Yeah, it's got a Sum yeah, Forty One well, or or you, you know. know, even like I don't know. I can't think of their name, but it's definitely it's different. I'm eager to hear what Jay has to bring so I can compare them. Okay. That's all I'll say. Okay. A couple notes on this one, very short. This song was released as a single in 2016, and as we mentioned, Four Years Strong is an American pop punk band from Worcester, Massachusetts. They were formed in 2001. All right, Jay, let's get to your version here, because when you first submitted this one to me yes i rolled my eyes and i was like you have got to be kidding me i thought you were being passive aggressive about it because all i saw in the the still of the of the video was like an older guy standing there with a trumpet and yeah I'm like, you've got to be kidding me yeah he rips. Then i listened to it and i got into the information about it totally changed my point of view but before we do that let's listen to the song are you ready yes all right this is somewhere in my memory by an artist named mr b was Somewhere in My Memory by an artist named Mr. B. Jay, I really liked that one. And we were talking while it was playing that it really takes a lot 
for a an artist to be out there just with their instrument. There's some light piano accompaniment in the background, but nothing like the original version. And this thing stood on its own two feet. What was it about it that made you bring it today? So I had a hard time finding an obscure version yeah. of this song. So I had to like kind of, I had to go look around the fringe a little bit. And visually, it was what attracted me to this was the same thing that attracted you to it was I saw some, some guy, I won't <laughs> use the same words I, when I shared yeah. the song, some guy with a trumpet. And, you know, it goes to show judge a book by its cover. And you ended up, I ended up finding something very different than what I expected. Uh, so I like that very much. And last thing I'll say on it and why is, you know, I'm a musicologist, but I'm not a musician. I don't play an instrument. I've never been really able to play very anything very well. And if you, any human being who's ever picked up a wind instrument like a horn and put their mouth to the mouthpiece and tried to make music with it for the first time and instantly realized how difficult it is to do that. When you hear somebody play the trumpet like this, it's just kind of like, you know, you got to give them a nod. Yep. And one of my absolute favorite Christmas albums of all time is an album called Noel by the Canadian Brass. Mm. I love brass Christmas music. And I could just picture... A guy or a girl or a couple musicians standing out on the street playing this because you could you, you you don't need much accompaniment with it. If I passed this on the street, I would absolutely stop and put money in their bucket. I just I loved it. Shannon, what did you think of the song? I actually really liked it. Um, it did sort of remind me of that street musician vibe. Um, if you've ever been to New Orleans, I've been to New Orleans at Christmas time. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody play this song, but it kind of reminded me of the street musicians in New Orleans just playing a Christmas song. Maybe there would be a little bit more in terms of instruments um, in New Orleans, but it it definitely had uh, a really nice sound. And yeah, I really liked it. It was very simple. Yeah. And at first I was like, Jay, what what were you thinking here? But the simplicity kind of drew me into it. And let me go over a couple notes about this artist named Mr. B. This song was released on YouTube in 2021. Mr. B is a retired music teacher and band director. His YouTube channel has over 21,000 subscribers, which for kind of an older retired music teacher, I found that to be pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, Jay, you're a, you're a content creator. It's hard to get 21,000 subscribers. Yes. And, and this guy is doing it. And then I took a little detour and I dove into some of his catalog. He has incredible covers of songs like Jump by Van Halen, September by Earth, Wind & Fire, and even Santeria by Sublime, yeah. which is a song I absolutely love. And I didn't find much information about Mr. B, unsurprisingly, but he seemed to have this real positive message for kids and playing music and practice and get out there and just do it and pour your heart into it. Yes. Totally endeared me to him. So good on you, Mr. B. I love your channel. Uh, if you if you happen to be listening, get in touch. Yes. Uh, Jinglejangpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to have you on. Yeah, great, great version of the song. And uh, like you said, a, a really fascinating catalog. And, you know, this is corny or, or whatever, but uh, as, as a parent of high school age kids, you know, when you look at teachers who do this kind of stuff and are very authentic and use that to influence and teach. I, I, and like you said, it endears that person to you very much, knowing what they're doing and the, and the impact that it has. So, so hats off to Mr. B. Yeah, good, good on you, Mr. B. Shannon, do you have enough information here to make your pick about who sang it better? 
Yes, I do. And honestly, I'm going to have to go with Jay. Um, I, I figured <laughs> as, as figured as much. You know, they were both really different and they were both really different from the original. But I like that Jay still brought a lot of that uh, sort of nostalgia and it just had that vibe where as your Sky, I think, had a little more upbeat vibe and didn't click with me as much yeah it did it completely changed the vibe of the song yeah adding drums adding a little there was a little gravel to the four-year strong uh vocal on there and you're right it, it makes it a completely different song and a very different performance whereas the mr b one it almost takes the original and just pairs it down to its bare minimum and I liked that. You were talking about seeing street musicians in New Orleans. I used to live in Tampa. There's a historical area where all the bars are and stuff called Ebor City. And there were a lot of street musicians out there. And when you said that, I was instantly transported to being there at Christmas time. I mean, there was always a guy playing the Pink Panther theme on a saxophone, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, there was one time I was coming home from D.C. I was in the, the Reagan airport waiting for my flight, and there was a guy sitting there. This was at Christmas time. There was a guy sitting there with a French horn on his own. I'm not even sure the airport knew he was there, and he was playing Christmas music. And I, I sat there, and I got a coffee from Starbucks and just sat and listened to him, and it was snowing outside. So this brought all these amazing memories flooding back to me. Yeah, absolutely. The band I was thinking of was Reliant K. Yeah, the one who did the, the original DTH theme. Yes. And they are instantly recognizable in almost any Christmas yes. song on their, on their Christmas album. They're, an, they're a great band. And so when I heard yours, it kind of had like the bells, I think, in there or something at one point. It kind of reminded me of what Reliant K does in their Christmas songs, which I like their Christmas songs. It's yeah. just a different feel. Very, very different. So, Jay, you're our big winner today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, the you mentioned the horn section and all the street musicians, and uh, I, I just want to echo that. I think that's one of the reasons that this appealed to me. And uh, there's I, I'm a big Springsteen fan, and he's uh, there are a number of his live albums where he had the Miami horns featured in them. And the, the reason I mention this is horns, like if you're in a group of like a, a horn band, like you got a cool name. Like what was the Canadian Brass was the yeah. other one, the Miami horns, like. Like they don't have like they're not they don't have bad names, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, Shannon, first, thank you for being with us today. Yeah. Uh, thank second, you. thank you for for voting and bringing great songs, and sure. it was a lot of fun. Did you have a good time? I think is the question. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Will you come back and be with us again at some point in the future? Absolutely, anytime. All right, good. Uh, Jay, we're going to get to the begging portion of the show here. If you have not uh, rated or reviewed our show on Apple Podcasts, if you could please do that, that would help us out a great deal. I don't know the inner workings of the Apple algorithm, but I do know anecdotally that if you go out and rate and review our podcast, it helps others find the show because Apple surfaces it better. So just please do that. That's all we ask of you. We're not going to start a Patreon. We're not going to ask you for money. We're not going to put ads in here because nobody will, frankly, nobody will advertise with us. But if you could do that, that would just mean the world to us. Um, it's February. It's This is a, a very low period in the, the Christmas universe. So anything you could do would be great. And if you want, just drop us a line at jinglejankpodcast at gmail.com or go to jinglejank.com and, and find our social media stuff. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to know that you're out there and that you're listening. I, I see the numbers. I know you're listening. 
But it would be great to hear from some people and, uh, you know, suggest a topic yeah. or something that you'd love to hear about. Any closing thoughts, Jay? No, uh, nothing more to add other than to echo your commentary. We'd love to hear from you. So please drop us a line. Let us know. Give us some ideas and on the next uh, topic for or the next uh, area of music that we can cover for the show. Otherwise, please enjoy uh, your, your winter. Until next time, Jay, Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. All music used in this episode is property of its respective copyright owner, and no infringement is intended. These clips were played under the expectation of fair use for purposes of education or commentary. You can find links to all the songs we played in the show notes. Please don't sue us. We don't make any money from this. The worst episode ever.